welcome to the Agnes Scott College podcast. I'm Amy Confoss, the Director of Admission at Agnes Scott and an alum from the class of 2008. Every year, we are thrilled to welcome a group of new Scotties into our campus community. Over three episodes, we're going to be interviewing students, all of whom have been highlighted on our Agnes Scott College admission Instagram page as part of our Certified Scotties series. This podcast explores their journey to Agnes Scott and what they hope the next four years will bring for them. These are recorded on Zoom, so please excuse us for any audio difficulties. Today, I'd like to introduce you to Damaris Delgado Gonzalez, joining us from Conyers, Georgia. Hi, Damaris. We are so happy to have you here to talk about your journey to Agnes Scott. Thank you so much. I'm very excited to start. Well, to get us started today, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, maybe where you're from, what your academic interests are, and anything else you think we should know? So I was uh, born in Mexico. I came to the United States at age four, and right now I hold a DACA status, so that's Deferred Action for Child Renewals. Um, so I am a DACA recipient. Right now I am studying biology, but I am interested in uh, biochemistry, molecular biology, and also public health. You and I were talking before this started, so can you tell me a little bit about what you're involved in? So right now I am working from home. I work for Colorado People's Action. It's an organization um, that really cares about human rights, holding political leaders accountable because there should always be someone that holds someone like the president, you know, the Senate, the House representatives um, in check because, you know, it's a democracy. Um, so what I do is I call uh, registered voters in Colorado and, you know, I make sure they know who the candidates are, who they're voting for, you know, try to understand why, ask if they need any resources, you know, because uh, with the ongoing pandemic. It's harder to get that information. And you had a fun story about how you found that position that you shared with me, and I'd love for you to share it here, too. So. Yeah. How did you end up? I mean, you're in Georgia. This job is in Colorado. So how did you end up finding this job? Okay. I have a best friend. Her name is Tess. She is an Agnes Scotty as well. We met during Scholars Weekend and we became best friends over time. And she mentioned that she was working from home. So with the ongoing pandemic, I thought, oh my gosh, I need a work from home job as well, you know, to protect myself and others. And so, you know, she introduced me to the job um, because she she was living in Colorado at the time after a very extensive interview about what I believe in. <laughs> they, they decided to hire me as a, a remote canvasser. I heard in another interview that we've done so far, uh about like roommates you know you were so excited for fall when you and tess would be living together but but now you're still continuing to like make it work as friends and roommates and that sort of thing even though you're not together right now so i look forward to the day when y'all get to live together on campus yeah it'll be awesome we've had we've had a sleepover so far so <laughs> Well, so my next question, can you tell me about how you first found out about Agnes Scott and what were the reasons you ultimately chose to apply and then, you know, decided to enroll? Can you walk us through your journey to this point? Sure. 
Um, so it was a very long journey. So right now, I I graduated um, high school December 2017. So I graduated a semester early, and then I took like one or two years just to make sure, you know, I could work and that I could also, um, you know, be eligible for scholarships. Um, because essentially, as a DACA recipient, I, you know, I'm not able to apply for financial aid or Pell Grants or anything. I'm, you know, I don't qualify for any of that. So the only way that I was actually going to be able to go to school was through these scholarships. Um, so I began volunteering a lot with um, Unidos, and that's the uh, Latin American Association for Rockdale and Newton County. Eventually, I became their youth ambassador, and then um, I also had a meeting with uh, Congressman Hank Johnson about what I think should try to change in Georgia to better help uh, immigrants, you know, like being able to get a driver's license because it's a necessity to have one. That's how you're able to drive, get groceries, go to your job. You know, it's it's a way of living. As I worked on trying to build my resume to be eligible for these scholarships, you know, I kept on searching. I'm like, okay, which schools are immigrant friendly? Which ones actually have these uh, big scholarships that I can apply to? And, um, you know, like, do I meet the criteria? I came across the Goizueta Foundation Scholarship. I looked at it and I thought, you know, oh my God, like I actually have a chance. So then I ended up visiting the campus in, I think it was November. And then I was invited to Scholars Weekend and I honestly fell in love with the school. You know, there, there was like a sense of unity and home and comfort and, you know, the staff just wanting you to succeed. I just felt very comfortable there. I had a really fun time while I was, um, you know, there during Scholars Weekend. That's how I came across Agnes. And once I found out that I uh, got the Goizueta Foundation Scholarship, it like I was eating ice cream and I started crying because it was like, wow, three years ago, I didn't think I was actually going to be able to go to school because of my immigration status. And now I actually have a chance to study what I want to study in life and actually actually make a new path for myself and for the generations to come in my future family. Damaris, I've got like a tiny little tear in my eye because I remember the day we got to to call you and deliver that news and your admission counselor Irfa called you, but we all wanted to like pack in the room and and sort of be there for, for that exciting news. And so I, I want to emphasize, we were really excited to make you our, our Goizueta Foundation Scholar, but you did all of that work to get there. Congratulations. And I'm so, so happy that you found Agnes Scott. Um, Thank you. Thank you so much. So you've talked about this a little bit, but when you were in high school, you were very involved in volunteering and activism work with the Latinx community, particularly through UNIDOS. Can you tell us a little bit more about your involvement and how you want to continue that work while you're at Agnes Scott? So actually, I didn't start being active until I graduated. Once I graduated was when when I met Rebecca Gibbons and Delicia Idelet, they're the they're the founders of Unidos. Once I found them, um, because I was actually in foster care from uh, 2017 until 2018. 
So when they found me was when I really needed a mentor in my life to help guide me. All of these resources and just trying to help me and see what I could do to even go to college and like maintain my immigration status. When they met me, it was October 2018, I think, or a little bit earlier than that, but somewhere around that time. Rebecca started talking to me about volunteering. So it started out with the culture festivals in Rockdale County. And then eventually I began visiting their offices. And then, you know, then I started organizing a shoe drive um, for the all the people in Rockdale County. And, you know, it went from Rockdale County High School, Heritage, um, the different churches and community centers. And then from there on, I just wanted to continue being more involved. And then it led to me becoming their youth ambassador. I worked with the students at Rockdale County with their um, Latina Student Union Club. Yeah, there it is. (laughs) And so um, I ended up making a PowerPoint for scholarships available for um, undocumented Uh, immigrant students and Hispanic students. So um, because when I was in high school and I would speak to my college counselor, they didn't really know what to do with me. They were just like, well, you could try going to a community college. And I was like, I could do that, but the out-of-state fees are crazy. And so I just started doing more research and I was able to uh, make that PowerPoint, give it to them you know, have people come in and do um, talks about what it's like for college, you know, what you should try to do, get them involved in the community, because all of that really does make a difference in someone else's life and also their own lives. I love that. And do you do you think between schoolwork and working that you'll have the chance to sort of continue some of that while you're at Agnes Scott? Um, I definitely think so. Um, That's something that I still want to continue doing. Probably the week before I actually started school, um, I was part of a food distribution due to the ongoing pandemic. It's a it's called Lakeside, Lakeview, uh, trailer homes. You know, there's a huge Hispanic population there, and we just wanted to give them um, resources. So we came up with food distribution boxes, backpacks filled with uh, school supplies, things for their uh, mental health, EBT information. So I really feel like once I get acclimated to being a student again, because I took like a two-year break, so it's a lot going on right now, but once I get used to it, then I think I'll be able to start on doing that. I really appreciate you sort of sharing with us about, especially, you know, is a DACA student or an undocumented student, um, the limitations on you're not eligible for federal financial aid, and then also... Um, We live in a state where um, undocumented students do not have good access at all to higher education, public institutions, and are not eligible for state aid like the HOPE Scholarship, or even like you mentioned, undocumented and DACA students have to, are expected to pay out-of-state costs for in-state tuitions. I think for a lot of students facing that and looking at higher ed, um, I hope that they get to hear your story and don't lose hope because it is it's really difficult. Um, at this point, you've been in classes, I think, for about a week now. And of course, these are remote classes. So how are you feeling? How are you doing with sort of the school from home situation? 
Um, well, I am home 24-7, uh, the online learning, and then I work from home as well. So what I try to do is I try to put myself on a schedule so I don't lose track of time and so that I can actually focus on my assignments while still having some time put away for myself. So um, say I reserve like six to seven specifically for me being able to eat, relax, and then I get back to it seven o'clock and I'm like, okay, I need to finish this assignment. It's definitely something new, but at least I get to be able to do it at home where I'm safe. I don't get COVID and, you know, if I'm asymptomatic, I don't infect someone else. So it's, I, I know we all wanted to be able to stay at the dorms and go to class in person, but essentially your health is more important. I agree. I miss being on campus. I really miss being with students and to not have like a move-in day. And I've been in the admission office and graduated from Agnes Scott. So I've been to a lot of move-in days. And so to not have that celebration with your class this year was really, really difficult. But I do think it means that when we are finally together, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be really good. But I agree with you. As hard as it is not to be on campus, the idea of our community sort of being at risk by being together was also not a good thing to think about. So I know you're interested in studying the sciences. Uh, I think you're taking probably a lab course this fall. So are you nervous about taking that online or? Um, I am definitely like, I'm more interested as how we're actually going to be able to do this because typically Typically labs, you do them in person in the actual science lab setting with the professor there. We're working, you know, with the chemicals, with organisms, but I'm just, I'm, I'm excited to see how we're actually going to be able to do this. I'm just really excited to learn how to do this. I agree. I'm excited to see how it goes. I'm excited for the, um, for the lab supplies that are going to come in by the mail anytime soon. Yeah, I, I didn't realize that was a piece of it. So you'll have to keep us posted on what gets shipped to your house. You know, what, what class are you really excited about out of your classes this fall? Um, right. Well, I think I'm excited for all of my classes. I'm really excited about biology because science was always something I was interested in since I was five and I first got to watch Sid the Science Kid um, in elementary school. And then I'm really excited about the English literature portion because it's borderland. So the professor told me that we would be kind of breaking down text in different languages. So that's something that's very intriguing. I'll also be learning Japanese. Hopefully I am able to speak it at least like in the intermediate level. Um, I'm excited about learning uh, the gender equity in STEM, you know, developing my leadership skills, knowing about all these things that exist in the STEM field, like the imposter syndrome, the implicit bias, like all of these different things, because they are very important to talk about and try to find a solution for. I think even when you're at a women's college, right, it's important to talk about these things and acknowledge these things. And um, many of our STEM students go on to graduate school or some into pre-health fields and things like that. And, and many of those, all of those programs, right, are not, are, are co-ed. So I think it is really important to talk about sort of those gender biases that are out there too. So I was reading your certified Scotty and you, uh, in the certified Scotty, which was fantastic, by the way. You mentioned a couple of your career interests. So I was wondering if, if you could tell us a little bit more about 
ultimately what you see yourself doing after studying all of this science? Um, okay, so I would really want to become a geneticist or possibly an epidemiologist. You know, I definitely want to stay in the field of research and my dream is to work for the CDC or maybe even NASA one day. Like, who knows where my studies will take me. I was given an, uh, a huge opportunity to attend college and I just want to take it as far as I can. Um, so my final question for you, what is one thing people should be reading, watching, or listening to right now? Um, I definitely think right now everyone should be very aware of the things going on in the world. It's very easy to kind of turn a blind eye to everything and just say, oh, well, it doesn't concern me, so why should I care about it? But there are people that are actually need our help. You know, there are children in cages, black lives that are being taken. There, there's a lot of injustice when it comes to the LGBTQ community. They, Everyone has to be aware of who's actually running in the elections right now because ultimately these people will change your life. Whether it's positive or negative, they'll impact you in some way or they'll impact a loved one. So I think it's very important to be aware, know who's running and don't be a bystander, you know, be active in what's going on. I agree. And it can, putting some self-care parameters in there or trying to take care of yourself while also ingesting a lot of the very difficult things that are happening right now is, is important. Damaris, thank you so much for joining us. I am so thrilled that you are a member of our class of 2024 and also our, our wonderful Goizueta Foundation Scholar. We are so thrilled that you're a part of our community. These next four years are going to be awesome and tough. I really can't wait to see all of the great things that you do. Thank you for being part of our community. Thank you so much for having me and for giving me this humongous opportunity to be able to attend school. It means a lot to me that you picked me to be able to be on this podcast, to be the recipient for the Goizueta Foundation, to still continue to reach out to me, even though everything is virtual right now. Thank you so much. You did all that work. You know, you applied. You were the one that had the great academics and the great story and great interview. We just got to pick you ultimately and give you the money. So, Bleeding Everywhere, the Agnes Scott College podcast is sponsored by Agnes Scott College.